0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Beats and Coffee Podcast. This is episode three, um, and as if you've been following along, this is my my podcast that I do each week uh, to talk about the world of selling beats online, as well as give uh, some updates from the online producer community. So this week is Thanksgiving week coming up, um, so make sure to spend time with your family and friends, take a break from work. Take a break from all the studio stuff and just give yourself a chance to recharge. For me, I'll be be eating a lot as well as watching uh, the Lions, Detroit Lions. I'm from from Detroit. Um, Watching them lose on uh, Thanksgiving Day. So it's going to be ugly, but we'll get through it. So as we know, with Thanksgiving, what also comes along is uh, Black Friday, so, as far as things I want to talk about today, um, one is Black Friday. You know, how, how I plan to approach that as a producer, trying to sell beats online, and then as well as just a consumer, just because there's a, a ton of awesome deals out there. So, I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, also, this week it seems to be like there was a lot of content about uh, mindset and having the right mindset for success. So and for me, I, I think that is a huge part of it. That that goes right up there with you know hard work and consistency. It it's like it all starts with with your mindset. So we'll talk about that. And then also I wanted to talk about uh, I've I've mentioned Luke for Prez before. He's uh he's a YouTube producer. Um that does like educational videos and stuff like that for how to sell beats online. He recently did a video where he, he went through the top 100 selling beats on beat stars and he, he kind of picked them apart, analyzed them to see, you know, what genres are selling the best, what, what's the best, you know, average price that's selling the most um, all kinds of variables. So that was very interesting. And I'm like, Dude, thanks, man. Thanks for doing all that work and uh, reporting it out because that's that's good intel to have. But anyway, let's uh, get started. So as far as Black Friday, I got to say, as, as a producer in the past selling beats, um, I've kind of lagged with this. Like I would just kind of whip. What would happen is I'd be like I'd get so bogged down with with creating beats that I would be like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time to uh, do anything for Black Friday. I got to get this beat done. Because for me, it's like my kind of the thing that keeps me going and the thing that I always have to prioritize is is the beat production. I got to, each week, I got to get a beat out. And I'm always trying to get ahead of it so I can stockpile beats. So anything that I do on the marketing end, I'm always like, ah, I should do this, but it's going to hurt my beat production. And so I never really want to do the marketing stuff but I know you got to do it so I do it. Um so anyway, usually every Black Friday I'm cranking on beats and then you know I'll see everyone every other producer's Black Friday email come out and I'll be like all right, damn it, I'll I'll send one out too and so I'll just send it out amongst the flood of all the other you know black friday beat sale emails and usually nothing happens i think i told you guys last week when i sent that email out last year i got like one sale so i haven't really given it a a fair fair shot so this year i'm going to try something different i've I've put together a little schedule um for black friday and what i want to do um so i'm going to tell you a little bit about that so Today, Saturday, 11:20, and we'll see how this goes. I may come back with zero sales or no sales, but it's, it's at least worth trying. Um, so today, Saturday, as I record this, it's uh, November 20th. I'm going to send out a uh, teaser post on my YouTube channel and the YouTube community um, section and just let them know that big sales coming next week plus I'll be offering a free giveaway and in the image that I'll have in the post I'm showing like a beat pack um that doesn't you could tell it's a free beat pack I mean that's no mystery but it's got a uh, like a a banner over the top of it so you can't see like the theme um of the beat pack and it just says giveaway 1026 which is black friday um So I'm trying to do kind of a tease just to get people excited and um, also a heads up that a sale is coming up. And this is, I'm doing this to try to build anticipation. And then so that will be today, Saturday. And then when Tuesday comes around, I'm going to send out an email to my email list um, announcing the sale, 50% all beats through December 10th. Um, and then I'll probably also mention free giveaway coming Friday. Um, so I'll, I'll send an email out. I will, um, on my website, I actually have a uh, separate beat selling website from uh, Beat Stars. I will put a banner up on the site at the very top saying 50% off all beats. And then um, also do another YouTube community post to make sure to get that out there. I was thinking about doing Twitter. But my Twitter following is so jacked up. I, when I first started doing this stuff, I, you know, got my Twitter account going and everyone's like, oh, you just got to follow everyone and they'll follow you. So I, my audience on Twitter is like a mix of, good God, I don't know. It's everybody in the world. It's, it's some rappers. It's like some, you know, entertainment people. Needless to say, it's probably no one that is interested in buying pop beats so i almost have to reset that thing um so twitter i probably won't be sending anything out on um, but email youtube website i'll make sure i'll be pushing out you know the sales notification on there and then so that's tuesday and when i get to friday of next week that's when i'm going to send out announcement saying hey um get this free midnight vibes beat pack I kind of themed it as um, these are like synth pop type beats, like The Weekend, Dua Lipa, that style beats. It's only five MP3 lease beats, and um, like I said last week, like most people, the average person would be like, "Oh, geez, thanks, five free MP3 beats." You know, I'm I'm not even in the synth pop. Why are you giving me this? But it's, it's more just to get the psychology of uh, the audience and getting them feeling good that I'm giving them something free. So my expectation, like, are they going to use these beats? Probably not. Maybe some, but it's, it's more just to be like, okay, this guy's cool, man. He's giving away something free. That's nice. And, and around this time of year, you know, with all the Black Friday deals going on, people are like, oh, I just picked up this free plugins from wave like people people try to collect stuff they know it's the day to cash in and collect free things so what i'm hoping is they're like oh i just picked up this free waves plugin oh i just downloaded these free presets from uh you know vandalism sounds oh i also just downloaded this new uh beat pack from the heartbreak kid beats so it's kind of um what i'm trying to do is try to get in the tidal wave of excitement of uh, people getting free stuff so hopefully people will take me up on the offer Uh, like I said you know to get the beat pack they have to give their uh, email address so at the very least I will get their email contact info for any new contacts that are are doing it and then for existing people that already have their email address really it's just a, a goodwill giveaway to make them you know like me even more and be more a fan of me. So that will happen on Friday, and then I'm going to keep this sale going for two weeks till December 10th. So it's going to go from November 23rd to December 10th. So Friday, 12-3, which is the following Friday after Black Friday, I'm just going to send a reminder. Don't forget, you know, 50% off beats, and if you haven't had a chance, make sure to download the free... Beat pack, and then finally on December 10th, I'll send out an email saying last chance to get the 50% off. And then the next day on 1211, I will, you know, turn off the code, the Beat Stars promo code, and also pull down the banner on my website. So that's that's pretty much going to be my Black Friday campaign. We'll see how it goes. Um, I'll be honest with you, this year and sales has been disappointing for me. Just getting a drink of water here. This year has actually been disappointing. I'm as of right now, like my sales, I'm still starting out. I've been pretty upfront about that. Like my sales last year were I think it was $975 total. $975 total for the year. As of where I sit right now in November, I'm at 775. Um so that sounds discouraging, but there's a couple factors that go into that. One is of my sales last year 975, 500 of those dollars were from one exclusive beat purchase. And then two, I think we got to you know figure in everything that's going on with the pandemic and people not really um spending their money right now so i try to look at the glasses half full um but right now you know if we ended ended the year today i would fall short a little bit of what i did last year which kind of sucks but hopefully this black friday sale could put me up over it and then just another positive thing that i like to look at is my units I've surpassed the amount of beat sales I had last year. It's just, you know, my gross total in sales in, is is not as much. And I think that's because of the exclusive. So anyway, um, if you guys aren't doing anything for Black Friday, I think you should. I've this podcast for me is actually helping me keep honest and and do what I'm preaching. So I'm like I'm like if I'm telling them to do it, I got to do something. So I'm I'm going through with it. We'll see how it goes. I'll report out on um, how the sales look from it. Okay. And then uh, next, I just want to talk about uh, Black Friday as a producer. It's just an exciting time. And you got to be careful not to get uh all gassed up with all the the deals that are going on. I know, um, in the past, you know, you'd see all these like contact libraries with strings and, you know, brass that I would, I would, you know, buy up around, you know, 150, $200 worth of contact libraries. And honestly, I never used them throughout the year. It's like, I think I just caught up and got caught up in the, Sales going on. I got to get this. Um, So just be be careful with what you buy. Make sure you really want it. I don't know if you remember my podcast last week, where you know if you have the choice of buying something, uh, you know always look to invest in yourself first. But it's Black Friday. It's the best time of the year to grab some plugins. So I'm 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 going to break that rule a little bit and buy some. So just a couple ones that I've seen so far that are, are pretty cool is, um, and hopefully more get announced, but Native Instruments usually this time of year, um, they do a 50% off sale and they are doing that again this year. For me, I've already uh, purchased it, but I uh, got the Electric Sunburst Deluxe. That one is normally at 150 It's now down to uh, 79 So I'm like, I better better grab that. And then another one I bought, and this honestly, this was probably just me getting caught up in the excitement of it all. But is the um, the new glaze? It's like a vocal chop instrument that uh, Native Instruments um, put out a couple months back. It's only twenty nine bucks. It's like an R and pop vocal chop instrument, kind of like um, Exhale, but it's more for popping r&b and when i listen to like the reviews of it on youtube to me it sounds perfect for ariana grande type beats and i do a lot of those so i'm like for 29 bucks i'm gonna go ahead and pick that one up i haven't even checked those out yet yet i purchased them like two days ago i haven't even had a chance to mess around with them but so look for that one and then um also, just Native Instruments has a, a ton of good um, guitar libraries on sale. And for me, you could never, never get enough guitar VSTs because they all sound a little different. Um, and just so you guys know, as far as guitar, it's kind of a sensitive subject with me. I, as I look around my studio right here, I do have an, a real electric guitar, I have a bass guitar, and I have an acoustic guitar my problem is I'm not a good guitar player. It, it, it took me, this is like a part of self-awareness. Um, it's not for trying. And, and honestly, I could probably put more time into it and get better at it. I know like the basic chords. Um, and I, I know how to do, you know, some things, but honestly, I, I have tiny hands, tiny hands. I don't know if you've ever seen that Burger King commercial where, uh, the guy's throwing around the football, or two guys are throwing around the football, and the guy goes, hey, man, we should go check out uh, Burger King. They got the, the new gigantic Whopper on sale. And the poor guy's like, I would love to, but I got these tiny hands. I'm not going to be able to hold the sandwich. Anyway, that's how I feel about myself and guitar. I would love to learn to play awesome, but if you look at like the world's greatest guitar players... They all have long fingers. Um, My brother, he is an awesome guitar player, and he has long fingers. He's got it. I do not. Um, So, yeah, I went through a phase where I was like, oh, I'm going to record all my own guitar samples, and I would spend about an hour just trying to play something right and then eventually, I'm like, "What am I doing? I just wasted an hour. I could get this done in a VST in five minutes." So that was a that was a nice long lesson for me to learn. Maybe one day, if I get more time, if I ever do do this full time, I will put more work in trying to learn guitar the right way. But as of right now, I'm I'm leaning on the VSTs. So long, long tangent there just to get to um, check out. Native instruments, guitar, sample library plugins, or sales. And then let's see, um, another good one, if if you guys don't have Ozone 9 standard, this is pretty much a staple for um, mastering your beats, and they make it pretty easy um, to do that, to master. It's almost foolproof. That is going for only 75 bucks, so um, that's definitely worth it. And then another thing I wanted to bring up is as a producer, you know, a lot of the the guys that have got a lot, you know, that are very successful at this, they always talk about how they invested in courses and stuff like that from people that are already doing it. Usually usually I'm very wary of, of all the courses and stuff like that but there is one out there that i have done before and i think it's worth the money it's the uh the heat i don't know if you guys know the heat youtube channel they do tons of producer um videos but the heat constant conversion strategy master class i have this and i purchased it earlier this year when it was not on sale and so it was super expensive i think it's it was like, it was like 400 or something like that. I can't say that too loud because I don't want my wife to hear that. But, um, I think right now it's on sale for two forty. but I'll, I endorse that, that class it's, there's a ton of gems in there and it actually changed my whole way of approaching selling beats. You know, there's things that I didn't like, and I didn't apply. But there is a ton of things that I did apply. I actually want to do maybe next week. I'll do a, you know, full review on that and kind of walk you through what I liked and what I didn't like. One thing I do want to mention is this this program. It's like very eye opening for me. What it it's kind of like. Um, be careful what you wish for because once once I kind of you know. Bought it, went through all the courses. I hit a realization of like, shit, man, I am only doing about 10% of the marketing that I should be doing. And with that, you know, you realize there's going to be more expenses to set things up. Like, I didn't have a website before, I had to set that up. Uh, Email marketing, I had none of that going on, I had to set that up. So, all, all that was taught in this class which is awesome and they do a good job of giving you you know the cheapest resources possible to get it done um so i recommend that one check that one out and then maybe next week i will do a a full review of the class and give you guys the ins and outs and if you want to wait to buy it till after my review i wouldn't worry about that i think they will extend the sale that's I'll put my money on it that they'll extend the sale um, because that's actually part of what they teach you. So anyway, Black Friday deals, uh, look out for those. All right. The next thing I wanted to talk about um, is just the mindset Having having the right mindset to be successful, do it for doing all of this. Like, it's it's almost it's hard to explain. But um, this week it seemed like there was a lot of um, a lot of content, you know, around this. Of do do producers have bad attitudes? Do they have the the wrong attitude to succeed? Um, I think the MEC podcast did something where they. You know, they stress only 30% of the people that are trying to do this are going to survive. Adam Ivey had another video where his, his headline was something like, 80, 85% of the people that do this are going to fail. And it, it, was all, it all had to do with, you know, mindset and attitude. And um, this topic is, is huge for me because I, I feel like I've morphed over the past couple of years with my mindset. And it's, you know, it's a lot of things that go into it. You know, obviously to be successful, you got to have good music. You got to put in the work. You got to be consistent. And um, you need to, you need longevity. Like you need to do those three or four things for an extremely long period of time. And to do that, because everyone experiences burnout, to do that, you need to have, you know, the right mindset for it. So for me, you know, digesting all these podcasts, digesting all these YouTube videos, that like fuels me. That's, that's like inspiration for me to keep me going, to keep me at it. Um, You know, I always say like, one of the best things you can do is when you see like other producers get successful and or even if you're just looking at your numbers and you're like damn, I only had 2 views on my beats today on BeatStars, you know, that negativity starts to sink in. The best thing you could do is just keep your mind on the work. Just keep plugging away at, you know, kicking out the beats. And it's it's like um, I find when when I'm like super busy with production and just knocking them out you know getting stuff done that's when I feel like my channel channel like grows the best like when I'm not paying attention to it it seems to just grow and it's funny like I'll even get into the mindset where say I have a bad day or bad week of production like I didn't get much done but yet I, I gained 20 subs in the back of my head, I have like this attitude of like, uh, who cares, man, you didn't even deserve that. You don't deserve those 20 subs, you need to get back to work. So that's kind of my mindset. I I, I feel like I don't deserve um, the success unless I keep putting in the work. Um, more on this just is, you know, I, I think we've all had our, our humble moments in question like, is this, is this really going to work? Am I doing the right thing? And for me, I've, I've gotten to the point in my head where I'm just like, you know what? I've done the corporate job. I've done that forever. Um, recently I've switched jobs. I'm making a ton more money and I still feel the same. Like I'd rather be doing this stuff full time. So in my head, I'm, I'm thinking either I'm going to get there or I'm gonna retire eventually and just do this full time. So no matter what, I will hit a day um, where I'm doing this full time. Whether it's at age 40 or it's at age 65, no, no way. I'm no way. I'm working corporate till 65. Um, but you get my point. Like eventually, I will get to a point where I'm doing this full time. Um, it's just gonna happen. It's there's no other option for me. And then with this, with this, like it took me a while to get to this point. Like with my corporate job, it used to bother me, and I'm sure it does for everyone. Like you go on LinkedIn and you see all your, you know, friends from the past, and they're all getting promotions and new titles and stuff like that. Like that stuff used to irk me because I would be saying to myself, well, "Well, how come you're not, you know, getting a promotion? You can do that. How come you're not get that title?" Now, when I see that kind of stuff. What goes through my head is good for them, but that's not my path. It's almost like, um, you know, in my, in my head, if my, this plan works out in five years, probably the earliest, at five years, I will be doing this full time. So in my head, like whenever, whenever I get that feeling of like, you know, on the corporate side, like, oh, dude, you should be moving up the ladder. I'm always like, well, who cares? I'm not going to be doing this in five years anyway. Um, it, it also helps to have that mindset day to day when you're working your job and you're frustrated as hell. It's like, just take a step back. Don't worry. It's this, I'm not going to be stuck doing this forever. I got a plan. Um, so that's, that's, that works for me. I think it's a good mindset to have. It's almost like if, um, when you, if you've ever had a job and you put in your two weeks and in those last two weeks, When someone is, um, you know, when things start going wrong and everyone's getting frustrated, you kind of have that ace up your sleeve. Like, well, I'm leaving in two weeks, so I don't really care. (laughs) It's kind of that's kind of how my attitude is. Although, is I have to make this thing happen. Um, I'm always kind of like, well, I'm not going to be doing this forever, but I got to, I got to, you know, make that happen and make it happen. So I'm not doing it in five years. So that totally motivates me. Um when I have bad days at work, I'm more productive in the studio stuff cuz it it just motivates me all to hell of, all right, I got to I got to grind, I got to get this done. Um so another thing I want to mention is uh yeah, like it's it's hard. It's hard doing this cuz you know, no one else can unless you're in this, no one else could really see what we're trying to do like my wife sees me come down here all the time. My kids see me come down here all the time. And they know I, I love doing this stuff. They know I'm selling beats online. I, I show them the beat sales and they think it's cool. But I think the other day, and I was totally serious when I said this, I turned to my wife, I'm like, you know, I think in, in five or so years, I think I could make around 20 grand a year selling beats. And uh, she looked at me like, Like I was crazy and she's just, she was supportive. She's like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But to them, it's it's such an outrageous thing to do, but it is possible. Like if you just do the simple math and by no means is this, this math valid, but if if you just think about it this way, so let's say, you know, you have 2000 subs and you make a thousand a year, you have net sales of a thousand. So let's say you have you do that times let's say you have 50,000 subs then you would make 25,000 a year. So it, it's like all exponential. Um if you do the simple math of of growth it's like okay, you could get there, you know? So and this is one of the things I liked about YouTube is it it seems to grow exponentially. Um, so the first five, 10,000 subs feel impossible to get, but I feel like once you get to a certain threshold, it starts taking off on its own. It's like, um, once you get, you know, a good base amount of people viewing your videos, you know, 500 to a thousand people looking at it, and it may take you, you know, 30,000 subs to get 500 to a thousand people on a regular basis looking at your stuff but i think once you get that you get the watch time and then youtube starts rewarding you so anyway that's that's just my my thoughts like putting in putting in the work on youtube putting in the work on all these other platforms i think eventually you're just building you know a big wave a big title wave that can't be denied um I wanted to bring up, as I was writing down like the, the thoughts for today that I wanted to go over. I wanted to bring up a inspirational uh, movie that I feel like parallels my my struggles as a producer. It's a, it's my favorite movie. It's a Shawshank Redemption, and it's a classic. I think it won some Oscars. It's got a uh, morgan freeman and tim robbins um if you haven't seen it make sure you see it it's just a a good movie on its own and i'm gonna go ahead and and spoil the the story a little bit because this thing's been out there for like 20 years but so as the movie goes or i think it was a book first written by stephen king um there's this guy who's a banker kind of like quiet dude uh gets married he's happy you know, makes good, he's making good money. And then, um, you know, someone breaks into his house, kills his wife, and he ends up getting framed for murder and sent, you know, sent off to prison for life in prison sentence. Um, so, you know, at first he's trying to just fit in and, you know, he's, he's getting beat up because he's new and he's a little awkward. Um, you know, not fitting in. And then eventually he meets uh, Morgan Freeman's character, who is like a veteran in prison. Um, he befriends him. And, you know, on like his first week there, Morgan Freeman's character's like, hey, man, if you need anything, I can get it for you. He's like, you want cigarettes? You want alcohol? I could get it for you. And this guy, the banker, all he says is, what I really want is a rock hammer and a poster like a five-foot poster of a supermodel you know back in the day and the guy's like Morgan Freeman's like well what are you going to do with that and he's like oh the rock hammer it's it's only like a three-inch hammer you know he's he's like i i just want it'll give me something to do in the yard i could pick up rocks sculpt some things um and then the poster, he didn't even ask why he wanted the poster. Um, but, you know, just a, a poster of a beautiful model. So he's like, all right, if you want that, I can get those things for you. So at the start of the movie, he gets those things. And, you know, years and years go on. He's stuck in prison. He develops friendships. He actually, you know, gets on the good side of the warden and the guards. Um, and, you know, after, after about... 20 30 years in prison you know he 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 keeps befriending the warden and he's saying the warden's like hey i could help you get out of here but then he hits a point where he realizes the warden isn't going to help him at all and so he kind of has a moment where he's like all right f this i'm getting out of here and i'm just going to spoil this for everybody but so What ends up happening, and this is based on a true story, by the way. Um, What ends up happening is he, over a 20, 30 year span, he took that little rock hammer and he would pick at the wall in his cell at nighttime, you know, when everyone was asleep. And over, you know, 20 years with this little two inch rock hammer, he dug a tunnel. to the, the the kind of the furnace sewer piping system in the prison, um, where he can escape. So for twenty years he kept it quiet to himself. He would hide the hole with the you know five foot poster that he put over it, and he just put in the work for twenty years, a little at a time, just keep chipping away at it, um, and eventually, you know that. The escape scene is real dramatic. like he has to crawl through a, a sewage pipe of like 200 yards worth of uh sewage and shit just to get out of the prison and finally he breaks out of the prison and has his you know moment of redemption that he did it. So that's my favorite movie and I think you could see like there's tons of parallels for what what we're trying to do here as producers like it's gonna take a long time. It's going to take a little work each day and you just got to keep chipping away at it. Um, hopefully it doesn't take 20, 30 years, but you know, five, eight, 10 years, like literally it may take that amount of time. So um, you just have to keep yourself going. Um, chip away each day. And for me, this is why I want to talk about it. Cause I think this is what makes mindset so huge. Like even even when something's not working, you have to just keep at it. Even when your family looks at you crazy, um, you just have to keep at it. Uh, so anyway, just want to give my take on that. I do, I do think mindset is huge. It it all factors in with you know the hard work, consistency, longevity, all the things you hear about. Um, you know when people talk about what it takes to be success, I think it all starts with inspiration and mindset. So, anyway, got a little deep there, but yeah, check out that movie if you haven't, it's a great, inspiring uh, story. So, the last thing today I want to talk about is uh, my man Luke Fraprez, um on YouTube he ranked the top 100 selling beats on beat stars and went through everything, um, and looked at, you know, what's, what's selling the most, what's, what's working, um, you know, what sales price is selling the most. So I just wanted to quickly go over these stats with you guys. Cause it's, it was kind of interesting. Anyway, let me just pull up his chart here. So he's, if, if you haven't seen it, go check out his YouTube channel. Check out the video. He actually pulls up a pie chart um, that he did. He did all the work for us um, where he, he shows the different genres. And it's probably what you think. So like the top 100 selling beats, uh, the the most successful genre is probably what you think it is. It's trap. And he actually has like Jeez, like six different trap subsets. Um, geez, he's got like blues trap fusion, melodic trap, melodic drill, rock trap, soulful trap. So any type of, he, he like trap takes up like 53% of the top 100 selling beats. And that makes sense um, for beat stars. It always feels like it, you know, it always, it tracks like, you um, the younger audience, the rap audience. So, just looking at this, some things that kind of stand out West Coast beats, 22% of the top 100 selling beats, which is crazy to me because I, I kind of grew up listening into that kind of rap. That was my era. Uh, the Dre, you know, the exhibit, that kind of stuff, Snoop. I can't believe that you know, in 2021, almost 2022, um, those beats are that popular. Uh, let's see, R&B, that is also a big one. And he, he had r and broken up into two different sections. One was um, like 80 synth weekend type R&B, which is a little more current. That was 14%. And then I think uh, regular like classical R and B was like fourteen percent. For me, that's telling me like, man, I need to uh, do a little more like pop R and B beats because I think there's the audience is pretty huge on there. And then for pop beats, this is a this is a wah, wah, wah moment. It's only four percent of the top one hundred sales. So I think I may try to do a little more. Ariana Grande type beats that that feel a little more R&B-ish because I feel like those do do well um but yeah it just means that I got a bigger uphill battle when it comes to BeatStars but it's like I said before I look at BeatStars more as a tool as a service just like you would look at like MailChimp like that's where that's where I keep all my beats they handle all my transactions but I don't really rely on them for traffic. It'd be nice if I could. I'd love that, but I don't necessarily do that. Um, also, just an update on that Beat Stars promo I did. I, I spent $15, bucks, um, and I think I advertised an Ariana Grande pop R&B beat, actually, and I got around 400 views, but it was a little disappointing. No, no sales, no followers, no downloads. So I'll have to keep looking into that, figuring that thing out. I wish, and what I may, um, I may send a note to the BeatStars guys and be like, is there any way to advertise within the genre? Like, if I could get on the pop genre page and then advertise, I think that would be much more successful. But that is, my, that is my problem to deal with because I chose the genre that I'm in. So I'm, I'm not mad about it. I'll just figure out other ways. Um, average price. Uh, Luke for Prez also looked at what was the average price for like the top 100 selling beats. It was $28.59, which is very specific. Um, but he was saying like overall the sweet spot is like around $30. Now this this next stat is kind of uh, depressing. So he's, he said the average play count for beats that are cracking the top 100 on BeatStars is 97,000 plays. Now let me just look at what my, um, going to my BeatStars studio app. See what my beats did yesterday in a full day. I got 17 plays. So I have a long way to go to 97,000 plays and Crack the Beat Stars Top 100. Honestly, I don't think that's going to be possible with the kind of music I make as far as pop. But like I said, if there's a way to average, or I guess if we're talking about um, just playlists, I can still try to get on that top, on the pop top 100. So that's, that's what I'm aiming for. Um, and then one other interesting stat that I picked up from there is, or actually two more, uh, free downloads. Excuse me. So he was saying of the top 100, 68% of them gave away or offered free downloads of the Beats. And just so you guys know, when you do free downloads, you should always do um, tag beats. It's almost kind of like they'll get it, they'll try to record to it, you know, and they'll they'll find out if it even works for them. They should be able to do that. But if they really want the beat, they'll likely come back to you and purchase it. Or if they want to go through the hassle of editing it themselves, so be it. Go ahead. I'm not going to worry about that. Um, But, you know you should be offering free downloads and, and also free downloads, you should have it on the email capture function. So they only get the free download if, if um, they give, give you their email. And this is an excellent source for uh, getting email leads. Like I, I have a whole other page set up where I give away a beat pack and then in exchange for their email address, for people's email address, and I have to say, I get way more email leads from the Beat Stars downloads than I do from my free 10 free beats pack. So just something to think about. And then finally, artwork. And this was interesting. He said 60% of um, the top 100 selling beats did not use artwork that showed the artists in them. So I honestly don't know how, how to take this. I just rebranded my whole approach and channel to include artwork of the artist so i'm i'm kind of painting myself into a corner on that that route i'm just going to keep keep doing it um but he's saying 60 percent don't show the artist so so who knows Um, yeah so check out that video it's pretty cool and that is pretty much everything i had today to talk about and it's crazy. I'm looking at how long this thing is gone. It's 44 minutes in. It felt like 10 minutes. Um so I think my plan here is I want to I want to get at least like 10 episodes in the books before I start reaching out to people to um interview. Eventually I do want to do interviews. I don't want to rely solely on interviews cuz I think that's the death of many podcasts is If you have to rely on getting another person to interview each week, I think people, you know, run into challenges, get frustrated and quit. Another thing that may stop podcasts is you don't really, there's no monetization really from it. Or I get, I think there is, but it's really hard to come by. But for me, I'm not really doing it for the monetization. Honestly, I just like, I like talking about this stuff. As you can see, I have no one else to talk to about it. None of my friends or family understand it. They don't really get it. So with all the content I consume each week, and I like to process it and give my takes on it, so that, that's why I do the podcast. And honestly, I, I feel like since I've been doing this, it's made me more responsible on the, um, with my Type Beats channel and pushing workouts, so I think it's a win-win for me. But anyway, I'm going to keep doing it. I started a Twitter account for the Beats and Coffee podcast. Make sure to check that out if you haven't. Also, um, this is on YouTube as well. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe where I post all, all the podcasts there. And make sure to comment, ask questions. I, I would love to, you know, I'm it's I only have a few viewers right now, but I'd love to get to a point where I'm getting feedback and questions and and stuff that I could bring up on on the show. So, all right. Have a great Thanksgiving. Have a great Black Friday. I hope you do some sales. I hope you kill. I hope hope you get your beat sales up. Um, And I will talk to you next week. All right. Bye.